I'm Jennifer, and you're listening to the Jennifer Kayla Ruskin Podcast. I'm passionate about helping you create the relationship and sex life of your dreams. Welcome to conversations about open relationships, online dating, and conscious uncoupling. Welcome back to another episode of the Jennifer Kayla Ruskin Podcast. I'm Jennifer. Hi, guys. And today you get a solo episode with me. Today's episode's all about aftercare. And if you are thinking in your head, what the fuck is aftercare? I'm about to tell you. I'm about to rock your world. So up until a basically year and a half ago, I had pretty normal sex. I had pretty boring sex. It was always pretty much the same. I could anticipate the next move that would happen. And as soon as we got finished, I was basically rolled off of my husband and he would immediately reach for the remote and turn on ESPN. I fucking shit you not. And I had a similar experience through my first marriage as well, where the sex felt pretty self-serving for him. And then as soon as he was done and ESPN was on the entire time we fucked, he would roll me off of him and leave and leave me, like leave me to take care of the toys, the cleanup, take care of cleaning up myself, take care of me having to integrate myself back into reality um, by myself. And I thought that was normal. And you might also be thinking that that's normal because that's all that you've experienced. So what I want to tell you is having mature adult sex, not just graduated college sex and not high school sex, but mature adult sex. And I, by that, I mean sex where you have experience, you have had enough lovers that you learn a thing or two, you learn some, te some techniques, you have read some fucking books, like she comes first, and you have started to build your sexual prowess in a way that makes people want to be lovers with you, that's when you realize sex isn't just a 10 or 20 minute thing. So that's what today is all about. I cannot wait to talk to you about aftercare. So what is it? First, let's talk about before sex, the pre-sex, the warm-up, the build-up, the foreplay. So if you're doing sex well, you are sexting, you're foreplaying, you're, you're figuring out what your partner needs and you're giving it to them, you're revving them up hours, if not days before you actually have sex. I know, astounding. I talk so often about the erotic blueprints because everybody has a different blueprint. If you're tired of hearing me talk about it, I'm not sorry because there's so many people that still don't know. 
just like Gary Chapman's five love languages, there are different erotic blueprints based on our makeup and who we are as humans and how we show up in the world and what we need from sex. And it's really fucking important to know not only your own blueprint, but your partner's. I'm going to do a podcast Um, I'm recording it and it won't air for like three months because we won't cover dating again for another three months, which I'm really sad about. However, I'm going to do a podcast on why she won't have sex with you. So if you're feeling really fucking frustrated because your partner, your woman doesn't want to have sex with you, it's not necessarily because she hates your guts. (laughs) I mean, that might be part of it. But I think a bigger problem is you're not romancing her. You're not foreplaying her. She's not revved up. And while some, usually it's men, I think it's testosterone that gets us like ready to go immediately. The wind can blow or you can like touch a man's cock and it get hard pretty quickly, right? You just start stroking and there you go. Women require typically more of a buildup. Now, there are definitely instances where the reversal happens, and Scott and I are a great example of that reversal, where I need an all-day play and rev up with him because he's high energetic, high sensual. I don't need that. He can blow on my nipple, and I'm hard, and I'm ready, like, I'm ready to go. My nipples are hard. I'm wet. I'm ready to go. So figure out and fine-tune how you're approaching sex from the jump based on what your particular partner wants. Now, if you have more than one partner, congratulations, your job just got a tiny bit harder because you have to know every one of your partners and how they desire to be stimulated, turned on, revved up. So number one, figure out how your partner wants to be revved up. This is easy. And I like to do this in two different quizzes. Y'all, I know quizzes sound scientific and boring. It's actually very hot. It it adds, you want to introduce these when you're starting to have conversations with a potential partner or with your own partner about likes, desires, craves, what do you want? What do you need in bed? I like to introduce this at the beginning. Um, If you've been married for 30 years, Time to start over and learn your partner all over again. It'll be super fun. But if you don't already have a partner and you're starting to date, this is when you're going to introduce at the very beginning. I like to say, hey, I want to be really intentional about how I pursue you. And I want to know what you need. And what I find is a lot of times people don't actually know. Um, Out of all of the partners that I've been with, not one of them has said, hey, Jen, here's a guidebook to my body. Here's a guidebook to know exactly what buttons to push to turn me on. Now, that sounds overly easy. Um, I kind of feel like it is if you know what blueprint they are. So I start with this opener, right, that I just said. And then I say, there's a couple quizzes. That if you haven't done them, I'd love for you to do them and send me the results. Again, I fucking care. I want to know. And before we get naked and before we even meet up, like I want to know how to approach you. Cause you can also take these results and you can sprint, like sprinkle them into your conversation with them. Like if they're really kinky, then you know how to say, you know, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Um, may I please, you can add in and sprinkle this, this, this energy in 
to even just your conversations, which is really cool. So the first one I give them is the, is the free BDSM quiz. Get on the internet, type in free BDSM quiz. It's the most, it's the very first one that comes up on Google. It's free. Everyone in the world that knows about this quiz has taken it. Um, so it ranks really high on the Google algorithm. So take it. And you have your quiz handy. Maybe keep it on your desktop or keep it in a folder on your phone. Um, you can do like a screenshot of it. And it will, you share it first and say, this is the one that I really like. And I want to know where you score in terms of kinkiness. And it might be that they come back and they're 99% vanilla and monogamist. And that's cool. Again, depending on what you're looking for, you need to know that. And if you are very vanilla and you're very much a monogamist and their results come back masochist, sadist, rope bunny, like really high, then you need to be like, whoa, let's just be friends. Because what you're going to need to fill your soul and your heart and your sexual desires is not going to be what I want. And so I, I think there's a sexual mismatch there. Now, if you are married or you are long-term partnered with someone and you are much more vanilla and they are much more sadist, masochist, kinky, then you have to learn how to feed them in a way that turns them on and also feels in alignment for you. That's the fun and kind of tricky part. I'm not going to go into all of that in today's episode because today is really about aftercare, but I want to, I want to make sure that the first part of this podcast episode is you really being intentional and thinking, am I serving my partner in a way that even gets them to want to have sex with me? Am I serving them? Am I honoring who they really are? And I always want to bring up the five love languages with Gary Chapman, because most people know these love languages, right? Acts of care, acts of service, um, sex, touch. These are the different different love languages. And I always crack up because, you know, there's the there's the husband who's like, I, you know, why don't you think I love you? I go to work and I pay these bills and I vacuum your car and I put gas in it and like that's because he wants acts of service as his, that's his love language. And he's showing the wife, the partner, here's how I love you. And she's like, oh, I just thought you were being nice. Like, I don't feel loved by that in any way. I want quality time. I want you to be here with me and the kids. I want you to sit down with us and watch a baseball game uh, or watch the kids baseball game. Just fucking show up. And he's like, but I'm doing all these things. And she's like, I just want you to be here with us. In the same way that that feels mismatched, very much the same, we are doing the same thing in our sex lives. So it might be, um, I touch you all day. I walk by you and I play with your hair and I smell it and I tell you how beautiful you look. And she's like, oh, I just thought you were being nice. <laughs> what I really need is um, for you to slap me on the ass every time you come by. I need you to take my bra strap and pop it. Like I need you to be fucking kinkier. <laughs> That's what turns me on. So the first step, uh, send the BDSM quiz. It's free. It's easy. It's a little bit long just because it goes through so many different things, but it's important for you to know the results. And then the second one, send them the erotic blueprint quiz. I'll put the link in the show notes below. 
I always say do the paid version. It's $17. If you're not willing to invest $17 in a potential partner to see how they want to be fucked, like what is wrong with you? What is wrong with them? And this is not going to be somebody that I want to spend time with, right? It's like, okay, if you can't afford to like buy your own dinner and go Dutch with me and you don't want to spend time with me and you don't care enough to do that, then I don't want to spend my time and energy having a date with you. This is the same thing, y'all. It's fucking $17, super cheap. For less than $20, you get the keys to the kingdom of how to sexually please and woo and do foreplay and talk and communicate to a potential lover. Do it. The reason for not just doing the free version is the free version only gives you one. So for me, it would say it would read, Jen likes sex. She's high sexual. Well, I do, but... Very, very next blueprint for me, like one score point under that is sensual. I want soft. I want aroma. I want candlelight. I want music. I find it almost impossible to have sex without music. Like it feels weird. First thing in the morning, you know, cool. I'm in it. But like at night, if it's, especially if it's like a multi-hour staged thing, if it was quiet and all the lights were on, and I was like on a scratchy comforter, I'd be like, I can't do this. I need all of that. That's the sensual part, right? And with Scott, it would tell me Scott is high, high energetic. That's it. Just one high energetic. So I'd be like, okay, well, if I just text him all day and I keep that connection burning, it'll be enough, but it's not true. He is e e one point lower He's sensual too. He needs touch. He craves touch. And if he's not getting touch from me, even if it's just like rubbing on his shoulder or like touching his face or kissing his head, he's not turned on. Like it's really hard to get him turned on if I'm not touching him. So again, $17, you need at least the first two blueprints. And those are the two that you usually focus on that, that, and you can also stack blueprints, which is really cool. So I'm a shapeshifter. So I like all of it. Give me all of it. So stacking would mean you do the sensual, like have the ambiance, have some strawberries, have the music and text me, sext me all day. Let me know how turned on you are and you can't wait to fuck me tonight. And uh, bring out some sensual kinky. So bring out the floggers and drizzle them on my body. Bring out, um, we have these Wolverine claws, which PS, they're just meat. They're these meat, what are they called? Um, meat shredders. They're like six bucks on Amazon, but they look like Wolverine claws. Bring out those Wolverine claws and lightly graze them along my body. So I'm like, I'm a little kinky, but like, I want sensual kink. I don't, don't make me bleed. Don't leave marks on me, <laughs> but I like the sensation. So you can stack your blueprints too, which is really fun. And the reason that you want to have this whole quiz back as well is it may be that you're touching your partner and they're really low touch. They hate to be touched even. It's just not it for them. So maybe their sensual is like 2%, but everything else is really high. Then you have to know every time you go and touch them, it turns them off. They're like, stop touching me. <laughs> okay. So part one here was all about how to make your partner want to fuck you. It's really important. <clears throat> part two is the actual having sex, making love, fucking portion of the 
conversation, which I'm not going to tell you how to have sex. Sure. You know how, and then part three is what today is all about, which I'm really excited about, which is aftercare. So the reason that I told you at the beginning of my very sad sex story is when I met Scott and we had sex the first time, y'all, it was hours, not just hour, like hours, like three hours of sex. And it wasn't three hours of penetration, but it was three hours of massaging every inch of my body with coconut oil and using his hands and giving me like 15, 20 orgasms and then penetration and then snacks and then more touching. And then aftercare when it was done, there was, there was aftercare. And I was like, what is this? Like, how have I gone my entire life and not had this? I'm almost fucking 40 years old and I've never had this. And it rocked my world. So what Scott would do for, number one, let me jump back to the beginning. The thoughtfulness that he has around sex and the act of sex is, it like, it touches me on such a level that it turns me on. It opens me up to him. It makes me want to be tuned into him all day. And then it makes sex even deeper, our connection. So he, when we were dating, he would clean his entire house, like three bedroom house. You didn't even know a dog lived there. There was no dog here anywhere. He would clean top to bottom. Everything would be clean. It smelled amazing. He would set because he's high sensual too. He would set the stage, set the scene. He did. A, he does a great job of setting space, is what the yogis call it. So he would have low lighting. He'd have a can, two candles, one in his bedroom, and one in the living room. And the the candles had different scents, but they were complementary. Like he put lots of care and attention into this. So like the one out front was honeysuckle, but the one in the back was pine. And so it, it started to make me associate those scents with lovemaking with him. I'd walk in the door and smell honeysuckle. And then I'd walk into the back and put my bags down or whatever I had with me. And I'd smell the pine. It was very like manly and musky and, you know, like mountain man, but sexy. And then I would look down to the, the bedside table by his side of the bed. And he would have like a hand towel, a really soft hand towel there for me or for him for usage of sex. And he'd have his Uberlube bottle and he'd have like some water and like all the things that we needed to have hours of sex was like right there. And it, he, it just, it was so sweet that he was so intentional about making sure that I was comfortable and that he was comfortable during sex. So then we go fast forward two to three hours of sex and then the aftercare portion. And this is where it gets really sweet. So we've played with aftercare quite a bit over the last year and a half that we've been together. What it looked like at the beginning and what it still looks like most of the time is he takes the hand towel when we're finished. He gets up. I still lay there because typically I'm like covered in goo. And so he goes to the bathroom and turns on the hot water and he warms it up. And then he puts the hand towel underneath it and it's all wet and it's all warm. And he comes back and he lovingly wipes me up, like wipes every little crevice, like cleans me all up so that when I stand up, I'm not the gooey mess. And I love it. It's so sweet. And as a, you know, 
as a woman, I would assume as a man too, if you did this on a man, sometimes I do it to him too. Like the act of service of serving and loving your partner in such a delicious way. Just like I use the term zips you up. I learned this from Alexa about it from that sex chick who is my sex and relationship coach and teacher. She says, when you get finished, you have to zip your person back up because we're all open and we're all gooey and we just had the most amazing sex ever. And then you kind of feel like a little raw and you're like, how am I going to go be a human again? So the act of aftercare zips you back up. So try that as an easy act of service, an easy aftercare technique. I actually have five. And this week I have a little swipey image to give you some hot tips of what to do and how to incorporate aftercare in. And so I'm going to read through them, but I'm going to give you a couple other, th other things first of um, what we do or what it, aftercare has evolved to. So that was where we started. The way that it's evolved is uh, Scott is amazing with his hands, like fucking amazing. And he does a lot of like just stroking. So oh, I need my pillow. Hold on. I'm going to grab my pillow. Hey there. Did you know that I do online coaching? Yes, I do online coaching in the sex and relationship space. Some of the topics that are near and dear to my heart are open relationships. So that includes polyamory, swinging, or what we call the lifestyle. I also love conversations around online dating. We're talking Bumble, Tinder, Field, and more. And then the last thing that's really passionate and close to my heart is conscious uncoupling. That means we get to break up with people with love and respect, with dignity and hope. We get to create a life for our children that gets to be a little bit different. We can do things better than we have in the past. So if any of these topics sound interesting to you and you'd love to get some coaching from me, check out the link in the show notes or the link in my bio for more information on coaching with Jen. If you're watching on the podcast, this is going to make more sense. If you're listening, you're like, where the fuck did she go? I have a vulva pillow here on the screen. It's very soft and it's hot pink. And the little clitoris is like this burnt orange mustard color. It's so pretty. So I'm going to demonstrate. I've been wanting to use this thing on screen for a while. So he'll take his fingers and let's just pretend like he's using his whole hand and he just pets me like this when we're finished. This is a good form of aftercare. And what I've learned as a very high sexual is this can turn me on or I can allow it to kind of like put her to sleep, put my pussy to sleep, put the kitty to sleep. So he'll pet me and, and he, we've learned if he uses more of like a, a firm grip, like a firm pressure that that's less of a turn on feeling for me and more of a like, shh, it's time to calm down. It's time to go to sleep. <laughs> Try the petting motion. Here's another option. If again, you're very high sexual like me and it's hard to come down and ground back in and you're feeling very very uh, sexy and high sexual uh, and like it's hard to not be turned on. 
Um, cause I can just have a million orgasms. <laughs> like you can just never stop and I'm good to go. Um, he'll take his hand like this. So if you're listening and you're driving and there's no video, what I'm doing is I'm holding my vagina pillow upward. The clit is at the top. The vaginal canal is more towards the middle and the bottom. So I'm taking my palm and he takes the palm of his hand and kind of just cups my vagina where the palm is on my clit. And then the rest of his hand lays down against my pussy and he just applies energy and a little bit of pressure. And it's this amazing calming feeling of like grounding back into my own root chakra which is where your genitals are, those that's your root chakra. And I kind of like ground mentally back into the earth, back into my body, and I breathe deeply and I can allow myself to naturally come back down from the high of all the orgasms and all the sex and all the connection with him. And I can even mentally take the connection between my body and his energetically and kind of wind my energy back into myself which makes the connect the, the that abrupt connection of flipping on a remote or like my ex-husband would physically take my body and move it off of him, especially if I was on top, which I almost always was. I, I was like, that's a fucking rude, man. Don't freaking toss me off of you, you know? <clears throat> Scott doesn't do that. But it's a it's an easier way to break the connection and say, okay, it's time to move on to other parts of our life. So there you go. That was, that's, that's what we're doing these days for aftercare. Another great one's cuddling, but let me get through, um, the last few minutes of five different ways that you can incorporate aftercare. <coughs> okay. First one, cuddling easiest one. You're not jumping up to go, uh, you know, warm up the water to do the wipe down thing. Like the first thing that I would recommend is just cuddle. So you're done with penetration, you're coming down, or you're done with a kinky BDSM scene or whatever it is that you're doing. You're done with shibari, the ropes are off. Hold each other. I like to be the baby spoon. I like for him to be the big daddy spoon. Sometimes we switch. Um, usually, not usually, there's always touching at this face. There's always connectivity between our bodies. So cuddling. You can decide how long this needs to be. Scott's really good about feeling out how much time do I need? And especially if we need to move into something else, like get the kids breakfast or go somewhere, it might only be two minutes. It might be three minutes. Sometimes it's five or 10 and we end up talking, but you can decide. The next thing um, is the cleanup, which I've already talked about. This can be the hand towel, um, we had a friend the other day that told us as a massage therapist that she likes to use like a crock pot, sit on really low and put some towels in there next to the bed so that they're already all warm. And then if you have a few towels in there, you could even use it to wipe down massage oil or maybe all over your body. Um, what also feels really good is a dry towel and you just kind of like rub the dry towel over your body. That's a nice way too to like calm your nervous system. Uh, another great idea is to shower together. I had never showered with either of my husbands. They like refused to shower with me. It was so weird. They were just like, there's not enough room. And Scott and I shower together all the time. He just joins me and you get to bathe each other. 
like having someone wash your hair and like, you know, put soap all over your body feels so freaking good. And again, it's that honoring servitude heart kind of thing where you're like, thank you for letting me use your genitals and put them inside of me. Like, thank you for being a part of that. Let me clean you up from the mess that we made together. One other idea, if you're not super high touch is snacks. So as soon as you get done, it's snack time and you've like pre-made a charcuterie board or something easy, um, bring some nuts to the side of the bed, have water you want to rehydrate. Snacks are a great segue. And the last one that I have for you is massage, especially if you haven't incorporated massage into your sex play that day. It's a great way to end of just kind of touching each other for a while. If you, if this is at night and you have several hours to play, this is a great time to add in that touch and to add in that massage. Um, if you only have a few minutes in the morning, it could also be a great way to kind of like wake up your whole body and just give them a quick massage full body or concentrate on areas that, you know, are, are tough for them, like shoulders and neck or calves. <sighs> Plan your aftercare ahead of time. That's what I'm going to close with. So be intentional, put the towel beside the bed, put some waters beside the bed, maybe even put your snacks beside the bed. If you're not going to be three hours, <laughs> which most people aren't right. So um, have everything that you need ready. Even the crock pot idea is great. If you know you're going to be getting really oily and messy or bringing food in or whatever. Um, I love that idea. And almost everybody has a crock pot. You have hand towels and you have a crock pot or even washcloths. Um, yeah. I hope this was fun. You guys, I love this conversation. I'd love to hear from you too. I'm on every platform. Send me a DM, respond to one of the posts this week. Let me know how you aftercare. Or if you didn't and you found this episode really interesting, how are you going to add it into your day? I'd love to hear. My last question, my last request is... I never ask for reviews and I never ask for ratings for this podcast and 70 something episodes. in, I feel like I, I now get to ask that. Um, if you love the show or you love this episode, would you please stop for just a second and rate it in the app that you're in? Um, whether you're on YouTube and you're watching, you're on Spotify, you're on Apple podcast, Believe it or not, those five-star ratings or even the reviews, they really matter when I'm pitching for potential podcast guests or when other potential podcasters are looking to have me on their show or sponsors are looking to sponsor shows. They're huge in the rating system. So it really would, it matters a lot to me. Um, and I would love to ask you to just stop at the end of this episode and take 30 seconds to rate and review if it's possible. I don't think you can do reviews on Spotify, but you can on Apple Podcast. Um, and you definitely can put something in the notes on YouTube if you're watching this on YouTube. And let me know how you feel about the podcast. Uh, let me know if you want any specific guests on, if there's a specific topic. I want to hear from you. Thanks, guys. And I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.